Oh, and actually, I have another surprise for you. <gasps> Hold on. Oh, my gosh. After watching the movie, I actually feel really stupid that mine came out the way it did because the ones in the movie are really elaborate. Um, hold on. Oh, my God. I can't even think of what you're talking oh about. Please don't, please don't hurt yourself climbing over chairs like it's the Olympics over here. <laughs> I vaulted over that. You really did. That was quite amusing. I need you a, va- I need <gasps> you a valentine. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's just not as good as the ones in the movie. <laughs> Dear Dawn, roses are red, Valentine's Day is lame, but you, me, and this podcast are totally endgame. <laughs> this is the most amazing thing I've ever received in my life. Aww. You're like, I'm, I'm, oh my God. <laughs> I may cry. I'm not oh even no. joking. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make No, you cry. this took a lot. Like, you went arts and crafts on this thing. I love going arts and crafts, so it was, like, a lot of fun. But... I'm going to post this, guys, on the Instagram, Twitter, everything, because it's amazing. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, Thank it's you not so as much. good as the ones in the movie that had the little, like, um, stabbings and, like, <laughs> active um, right, like murders pop, happening. Like, uh, pop-ups and, yeah, you know. Right, exactly. But anyway. Oh my god. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy well, month a day of, a day late yeah. technically. But month of Valentine's Day yeah. related things. Because of course the minute you think of February, everything is hearts and red and love and we're all about that kind of stuff. No, we're in not. In the we're most not. minimal minimal way possible. Yeah, I'll we're about that. it in drink form because we also have lovely signature bev tonight i'm so excited can you tell us about it yes i would love to tell you about it it's sort of a strawberry margarita situation there's some blackberry liqueur in there as well to kind of pump up that flavor a bit and uh you know it's frozen in (laughs) in february but whatever (laughs) no i mean we did uh, not have enough ice this week so we're gonna have some in our beverages amazing cheers Cheers. oh baby Yummy, yummy, yummy. Oh, that's delish. I also made brownies. This was not really related to Valentine's Day. It was just that I wanted to make brownies. Also, I go into Lisa's kitchen to (laughs) refill my wine and I'm like, oh, hey, you made something. I said fudge initially only because they're perfectly squared off like fudge would be. Yeah. They're not the typical brownie you would see, like box brownie. No, yeah, I mean, I mean, I did make them in a square pan, but I used parchment paper and it was kind of crinkled around the edges, which offended my OCD tendencies. So then I had to trim the edges so that everything was uniform. And I actually rolled out, <laughs> it rolled out the frosting that's on top. It's, it's like, fucking beautiful. It's kind of, it looks like a cosmic brownie almost, except I didn't put Yes, any, but there's no sprinkles yeah, on it. Any sprinkles. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, oh my God, it looks like fudge. <laughs> but at the same time, it looked perfect. I thought it was for something way more important. And you were like, uh, no, I just made it. We can have some. And I was like, oh. yeah, I just felt like making brownies. I literally feel so spoiled right now. <laughs> well, um, cheers. This is, va- cheers this is Valentine's Day in my house. Yes. Oh, we love Valentine's Day. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Right? They're good. Wow. This was a quarantine recipe that I found. Wow. Again, I feel so spoiled. Three of my favorite things. Us in the pod. That can, that's one. Chocolate and alcohol. I thought for sure one of those things was David Boreanaz. For I sure. I mean, circa 2001. 
clearly. Yes. Which is where we're at. Yes. <laughs> we covered one of John's favorite movies from the old days. Yes. I And I have to say, this movie shaped my teen adolescent years. And by that, I mean, I played the VHS of this movie with, I'm going to name drop now. Uh-oh. My best friend, Crystal. Hi, Crystal. For years. I'm surprised we did not wear out the tape. <laughs> and Have you ever it, done that with any VHS? I want to say probably stuff like on a, like if I recorded stuff on a VHS, okay. I probably did. Right. But not an actual like professionally. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But um, we watched it so much. I mean, there was a ton we watched, but this was one of those ones that, again, like I even told you, I memorized a lot of this movie. And yeah, we... We ran it into the ground as much as we could. <laughs> we, like I told you, we gave each other David Boreanaz magnets <laughs> for Valentine's Day one year. I mean, the obsession is real. So it's hard for me to hate on this movie. But watching it so many years later, it is way easier to critique it and be like, oh, my God, this is corny. This is whatever. But um, yes, shout out to Crystal. This is one of my all-time favorite movies, which I think may counteract what our whole podcast is about. But <laughs> that's why I needed you to watch it, because I needed fresh eyes. I needed your opinions and your thoughts, because, again, I think I'm biased on the whole thing. Okay. This is I Hate It. Let's Watch It. I'm Lisa. I'm Dawn. And let's let's get into this. Please. So- I'm going to talk about Buffy a lot tonight, I think. The Buffy. I knew that was coming. The Buffy-verse and the Angel-verse, I guess. I'm going to try not to really excessively lay into it, but I can't help it. So anyway, I guess let's just go chronologically through the movie. Sure. So, uh, <laughs> we start, the credits are rolling during uh, a scene of panning <laughs> through uh, a yearbook with some not-so-nice comments written about cer- certain people. Which you and I had an instance where... <laughs> I was here one day, and we, we were reminiscing about our lives back then. Back in the day. And you pulled out yearbooks from, like, sixth grade, junior high, and <laughs> you whited out a lot of faces. I drew devil horns on some people, little mustaches mm-hmm. on girl, you know, very clever, kind of. Right. So to see the opening of this movie where this particular character went through his yearbook on hating and loving certain girls and yeah. just going to town on his yearbook, I looked at Lisa and I, I was can like, relate. this looks like your yearbook. I can relate. Although I have to say that the yearbook that I did that to was my elementary school yearbook. Yeah. So I was a little bit younger and not quite so mature, but... <laughs> the ironic thing is that the people that I really seem to hate on, I ended up being friends with in high school. So, <laughs> Go figure. But just, you know, don't deface your yearbooks. <laughs> don't, because they will be used against you. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever later. run for office or something, uh, that's just going to come out. But yeah. So I don't know about you, but middle school dances for my school were super fucking lame. I never went. Like I think I only went like, to a couple. Right. Like, I mean... We didn't have as many dances, but, like, corresponding high schools did. So, like, the Chaminade dances were a big thing. Oh, Chaminade. Exactly. Very fancy. So, it was a big deal. I don't know why I was asked. I didn't want to go. 
Which what we're getting to, which is pretty much the plot of this movie. There was always that like geeky kid that just stood out and was the one that asked you to everything. And that was a situation for me with the shamana dances. Really? You someone- had a geeky shamana kid? Yep. Ask you? Oh, wow. And honestly, literally, like, God forgive me. But I went to elementary school with him. Okay. And when all of us ended up going to carry for the most part, he went to Shamanan. But he had such a crush on me. I remember one year for Valentine's Day, he bought me like 14 karat gold heart earrings. Oh, no. And we were in like fifth grade. So whenever he would ask me to do stuff, I'd be so hesitant. And I would be kind of like Kate. So I'd be Kate like, oh, maybe another time. You know, like maybe Mm -hmm. later. Oh, I wasn't like, I I didn't know who was who in that opening scenario at the dance because their characters aren't established yet. So you really don't know. Right. You don't know because they kind of go from yearbook to the dance. Right. To try to show you like, oh, their senior year picture and then Mm -hmm. this dance. Although I have to say the girl who played Denise Richards character. Oh, yeah. That was I knew who that was. (laughs) But yeah, no. So Marley Shelton's like younger character of Kate. She was just like, you know, oh, maybe, maybe later. And I feel like that was me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, maybe another time. I can't this time. Like, I wasn't like full blown fuck off. Right. But yeah, it was, it was an awkward time. I never had that sort of thing. Like, no guy was ever really obsessed with me in that kind of way. But my sister had an experience like that with a guy who was stereotypically like nerdy very introverted Mm -hmm. awkward and it caused her a lot of distress because my sister is a very nice person and it's just so hard to know how to handle that kind of situation because you don't want to hurt their feelings but you don't want to leave them on it is a very difficult thing because especially i don't know i just feel like i've always been that person i don't want to cause issues i don't want to be the reason for anything so i'll even dating now it's Mm -hmm. like i don't want to just fully shut down and be like no like i kind of give like these weird maybe sure like you don't want to be this person that like it's fair to give everybody a chance yeah but i mean you also kind of know when it's not really there for you anyway so it's it's tricky so i felt for like both sides of Mm -hmm. this i mean there were people who were just flat out mean to him which was not nice right but then there were other people who you know like kate 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 and dorothy even to a point who were willing to kind of give him a shot or at least not let it like let him down easy but that whole part too where Jeremy goes up to Dorothy and mm-hmm. is like, do you want to dance with me? Now, we don't see them dance, but we end up seeing them make out under the bleachers. And... <laughs> yeah. Did a- they dance first and then go under the bleachers? I want to assume they did. Or did they, they just did- go right under the bleachers? I want to assume they danced <laughs> first. Okay. And they go under the bleachers to make out. And they're making out and she seems good and he seems good. And then a group of like four boys comes and obviously sees them. Now... Quick side note, one of the boys, Noel Fisher, who is in Shameless, who I'm obsessed with, he plays Mickey. Um, he was a little a little youngin' at that time, and it was very refreshing to see his face. Anyway, they all are like, Oh my god, did pervert attack you? Like, right, and like they that keep was the only reason him, right. why 
they would be making out and of, of course as a more heavyweight girl at that age she's like well i don't want to be looked at as complying so right yeah he attacked me and then this is what bothered me a lot they go perv attacked buffalo is that what they were saying yeah oh no perv attacked buffalo so then they start attacking jeremy they pour the punch on him they start beating the shit out of him ripping his clothes off like i mean it was pretty fucking intense it was all yeah where are the chaperones there must have been chaperones right in this dance <laughs> where are the adults but as Dorothy, would you want to be called Buffalo? Yeah, right. But what, so you what know was she you're talked do? about. What was she going to do, though? You know you're fucking talked about. You're neat. They call you fucking Buffalo? Yeah, but like, what, what did you want her to do in that situation? I'm I like, don't fucking oh, excuse know. Excuse me, don't call me Buffalo. <laughs> Stop. That was so, I don't know. It just hit me kind of hard. I didn't like that. You know, it was interesting because later in the movie, movie, Dorothy has that great monologue with Kate about how she felt like the fat friend forever Mm -hmm. and that maybe now Kate's jealous of her because she finally has a boyfriend who is attractive and smart and funny and whatever. He's none of those things. But you had mentioned at that time that that felt like it hit home for you. And I think that was like a really powerful moment. And for a second, I was thinking to myself – why is this movie not about Dorothy? Why are we looking at Kate this whole time? Because mm-hmm. it's like they picked somebody at random because none of these girls really had a reason to be the target except for Dorothy. And Dorothy had her other issues going on too with her own self-esteem. Right. It, it seems like she would be the natural focus of the movie, but we're looking at Kate this whole time. And I'm like, why do we, this woman is boring as fuck. The only thing that's interesting about her is David Boreanaz. I mean, we'll get into it. And I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything right now, but (laughs) you're right. It should be more about Dorothy and just her progression into what the fuck's going on. But given the dance, these five girls, right? There's five of them. Four. Really? Oh, well, Shelly dies really early. Right. So there's five, (laughs) technically. So these five girls are ones that really affected him. And we find out later that the reason he went to reform school was because of Dorothy's accusation that he attacked her. Right. Which, again, is like why I don't understand why we're not looking at Dorothy more. Because I feel like this movie should have been more about her kind of reconciling her own trauma of being bullied as a child with also taking part in bullying another child right you know th- like, like there should have so, been some yeah. resolution there and there really isn't no i mean granted do we expect there to be not really i don't know <laughs> but i will say yes the other girls were horrible to him except for kate obviously but if dorothy was their friend why is she in the bleachers by herself like if they were so close at that time which they're making it seem and they are now close as adults, why was she literally sitting on the bleachers by herself? Well, I mean, I think that there was some truth to the fact that they saw her as their fat friend. Mm. You know, the designated ugly fat friend, if we're going to the duff. make a more contemporary reference. But I think there probably was some distance there at that time where they were like, yeah, we're friends. But also, we, we know that you're kind of fat and uncool, so we don't really want to be hanging out with you. But middle school is a fucked up time. It's... 
it's really rough. Everybody is so concerned about what everybody else thinks about them. And it's probably the time of my life where I was the meanest to other people. And I think that was when I was the quietest. And I think that's probably why I never went to these things. Yeah. Because again, like you said, and I told you before, like I, I, I felt for Dorothy because I felt I was Dorothy mm-hmm. for a very long time. Not that it was expressed to me in any way. It was just an internal thing. Like, okay, given the rest of my friends, I am the Duff. I don't know. It just made me not go to these things. Like, I would, like, why would I set myself up for failure? Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Granted, this is a movie. Hello. But <laughs> just saying, like, things like that, it's... I think that's also when you find it like who your real friends are. Like it's a lot of sure. yeah. a, a huge learning curve. Yeah. Well, you know, like one of the criticisms of friends, and there are many, but uh, one of the things that people seem to focus on is how when Monica was fat in high school, they were like, Rachel would never have been friends with her. You know, she Correct. was a popular right. I mean, cheerleader. Really, yeah. And so people are like, that would just never happen. And there's a reason why they say that. And But I do feel like in Friends, they do portray that relationship, that friendship as genuine. Whether or not it's realistic is a different question. Right. But in this particular movie, I do think that maybe that friendship wasn't so genuine in, in middle school at that time. Maybe it developed into a more legitimate friendship. And that's that sort of leads me to a question of, so all these girls, they just stayed in their town where they grew up and they're all still friends that's <sighs> seems that way the situation okay seems i mean even shelly okay. stayed there for well actually shelly i feel like might have been the one that got out in a way because she went to medical school and they even said that they hadn't heard from her oh, in yeah, like they hadn't talked to her in a year a year or two so the fact that we start the movie off with her kind of makes sense because no well, one's really heard from her and get her out of the way you know <laughs> Uh, yeah and kill somebody and just just get it done right away and let's talk about this date for a second so she's on this date with this creepy dude there's something about his face that i really don't like he has that weird smirk that just looks devilish it was something about his mouth and i couldn't put my finger on it but it was something about the way that his lips were and i like i don't i can't i can't tell you exactly what it is but it was something about his smile and the way that his mouth operated i just didn't like it bad vibes oh that and the whole talking in the third person maybe yeah jason likes your dress like fuck off that reminds me of uh seinfeld jimmy (laughs) anyway so but this actually kind of harkened back to something i saw recently on well it was on buzzfeed but it was originally on tiktok okay but this woman started this debate about whether or not women should be expected to go have these on dates and that it really doesn't make sense given that there's still a wage gap between men and women in this country and so it's like if we're not making as much money as men why should we be expected to contribute fair enough half on a date and this is also back in 2001 so mm-hmm. we're talking it was even worse back then it was even worse back then so She's a student. She's a med student. You mm-hmm. have to know she's paying fucking tuition. She doesn't really have a lot going on right now. And he legit looks at the bill and goes, well, you had this and right. you had that. And obviously she complies. 
And he then expects. Right. He still expects a kiss. Oh, at God. least a kiss. Which, you know, you think that if they pay for the date, then they would lob that over you as a reason for some kind of sexual re- reciprocation. Mm-hmm. But no, he he had her pay for her own dinner and then still expected to get something from her. So, I mean, regardless, he was not entitled to anything, but he was not a nice person. No, he's not a nice person. And so much so that, like, she decided to end her night going to school to, you know, just that was weird. do an autopsy. Right. I mean, that's definitely what I feel like doing. In the middle of the night. I mean, even if I'm not a particularly superstitious person or whatever. Right. I mean, that's not something she pulls. Clearly, no, like, nobody's there. Right. It's dark. She's in a fucking, like, it's not a morgue. It's the school. But it's like she's. A lab. A lab. Yeah. Dead body. And it's just, I don't know. Well, in retrospect, this scene is confusing. Where does the body go? Why does it move? And then where does it go? The body was the killer. So, so David Boreanaz is under the sheets naked. You just gave it all away in the first fucking... Do you think that they didn't watch the movie or <laughs> that they're not here to... <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, the killer, wink, wink, the cherub, was, um, yeah, I think there was plenty of time because she was fucking panicking over the dead body in the closet. Was that the body that was on the slab? Yes. Uh, no. I'm sorry. I that was Chad on the slab. I don't, I don't buy this timing. And I had problems with timing in this whole scene because even when... So then how does he get out in back into his clothes and his cherub mask to chase her down the fucking hallway after she freaks out about the body? I didn't write it. I don't know. <laughs> this, this whole scene did not make sense to me. And then even when he... No, the timing was awful in this whole scene. I agree. So he... Also, I love an erratic piano. There was a moment where there somebody was just trilling away on also, a piano. Also, I'm depending on your notes because oh, I watched this. They are thorough, thorough multi-page notes. Do you want to? Do you want to <laughs> tell our listeners how many times I've watched this? Seventeen million. Yep. And I called her out on that as being an exaggeration, and she corrected me and said, "No, that's accurate." So since 2001, I mean. Yes, since sense. 2001, there's definitely enough time to watch this movie 17 million times. Mm-hmm. Actually, I would love to do the math on that. Not right now, but just to see how much of your life that would take up. Because it was 90 minutes. I have none. So 70 million. it's probably accurate. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I really love in these types of movies how the killer never feels obliged to hustle when they're chasing somebody. And it, it's just, I mean, I guess that's a trope of this type of movie, but just a leisurely stroll down the hallway after her. And, you know, even going at a leisurely pace, there was no way she had time no. to get into that body bag. I wrote that no down too. No way. And she stabbed him in the leg. Right. But then again, I feel like that's probably nothing to him. It was a scalpel. True. Yeah. It, it was wasn't anything wound. really intense, but yeah. Yeah. And so, and to even like, even to zip it up from the inside, like that's hard. Right? Yeah. Theoretically, that would be very difficult to do. And assuming one's available. Right. Yeah. They were all full. Yeah, except for that last one, unless she went to the closet and found herself But can I tell you, though, the last one, her being in the last one, I guess, you didn't see her breathing. 
He just assumed she was in the last one. Well, because he stabbed all of them and none of them moved. So he just kind of assumed. Was there a door at the end of the hall? There wasn't. I, I mean, that's why she did this. There, there it did look like there was a big locker or like a freezer or something, which is mm. probably where I would have gone into. I mean, it would have been really cold in there. Maybe you'd get locked in there. But right. I don't know. I just feel like there was probably another option. Even hiding directly behind the door and then when he came in, making a break for it out into the hallway would probably have been a better idea. But it's a moot point because Catherine Heigl dies immediately. 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 He slices her neck and the blood drips out down the pipe off the oh yeah the, the bed the drain or whatever so holy shit what the oh <laughs> what is what are my notes right now they were <laughs> they were chaotic because and I got very nervous because Don told me pretty early on that I was looking down at my notes at a very important moment in the movie and so then I was very paranoid to look down to write my notes after that so my handwriting gets a little wonky. I wouldn't even say important I would just say a key fact. Yeah. So we skip now over to the rest of the core cast and Kate and Paige. Paige. Right. Denise Richards. They go to turbo dating, which is speed dating. And I don't know why they didn't just call it speed dating. Right. I didn't think, that there, was a, I didn't think that was trademarked, <laughs> but okay. So like a Riverdale thing to call it. Oh, probably. Yeah. And this was actually kind of funny because it reminded me, I took a fiction, like creative writing fiction class in college, and we had to do an exercise once where we just wrote an entire scene that was strictly dialogue. There was no oh. he said, she said. Mm-hmm descriptions and stuff so i did a i did a speed dating thing i just did different people and trying to describe how weird they were without like with just the dialogue but i fell into that same trope that this movie does of like every person who goes to speed dating is a psycho or like an idiot or a really weird person which I don't know. I've never been to speed dating. So. Me neither. I've, I've considered it sometimes. I have but I too. Like because now with COVID, I don't think they're doing it. At but. least if somebody is weird, it's over in like a minute. Mm-hmm. This one seems super awkward, though. In terms of what, Just like the guys. more than average? Oh, well, and that's what I mean. I think they were kind of hamming that up a little bit to, to exaggerate the kinds of weirdos that go to speed dating. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paige did get that one guy whose face I also didn't like, but... It was a weird face. I I was never attracted to this guy (laughs) since day one. That's a relief. No, but I just found him, like like you said, like, I just didn't find him attractive in a way. I found him super creepy. Mm -hmm. I thought it was weird that that Paige went out of her way to, like, snipe him from... Kate, <laughs> you know, like you wouldn't think that she would need that extra six Especially seconds. when she was the one pushing Kate to do this. Yeah, because Kate's boyfriend, David Boreanaz, he has a borderline addictive personality who also happens to like alcohol, which if that ain't me, you know. <laughs> if that isn't, you know, Both three of quarters of the population. Yeah, let's not rule those people out. No, we're still amazing We're people. functioning humans who are awesome. But yeah, so they're on the outs because of alcohol. But I do appreciate that David Boreanaz looks, I don't know, pretty much the same as I saw him in Buffy and in Angel. He's got that messy spike gel hair right. look of the, the typical early of 2000s. the 90s, <laughs> late but 90s, early 2000s. It's great because 
you said, oh my God, I, I can't, I'm just used to him being in a trench coat. <laughs> yeah, I said, he showed up in a t-shirt and once, like a, like a loose fitting yeah. green t-shirt. And I was like, I've never seen him wear anything other than a dark trench coat. <laughs> like he's somehow <laughs> cheating on you in some way. And you're like, I've never seen him in that before. Well, it was interesting to see him in this because he played, I don't know. I I think David Boreanaz is a very attractive man. Of I think course. he played his roles well in Buffy and in Angel, but they were all very one note. I'm not really sure about his versatility as an actor. And I guess I shouldn't come out and say that for sure, since I haven't really seen him in his more recent things. Like, I never saw him in Bones or Seal. Is that the other one? Seal, yeah. So... I don't know. But in Buffy and an Angel, he was the brooding vampire, you know, very moody, kind of low-key, mellow type guy. But then he also had this evil side of him. Right. And this was like in the middle of all that. Right. So this felt very natural for him to kind of go back and forth between like the puppy dog boyfriend and the murderer killer type vampire vampire type and so it it's nothing i haven't seen from him before so it did feel kind of comfortable except for that moment where i saw him in a t-shirt and i was like this is not okay (laughs) but it also is (laughs) i mean i'll allow it but oh thank you so we start getting to know all the other girls too so we check in on dorothy this guy, Campbell, shows up what at her house. What the fuck is Campbell? Campbell Soup. Yep. Campbell Soup shows up at the house. And without us knowing that she's only known him for a month, he's like, yeah, they, my roommate didn't pay the rent, so they kicked me out. And I love the list of things that he said that they, mm-hmm. they took. His skis, his CDs, and his clothes. You know, all the essentials. <laughs> so those are the worst things that you... Um, Fucking CDs are in, his, in her trunk. <laughs> CDs are in her truck. <laughs> I can't, Karen. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> My CDs are in her truck. <laughs> While we're making like early 90s uh, Dane Cook references. Not early 90s, early 2000s Dane mm-hmm. Cook references. Yeah, so he's like, oh, I need a favor. And then she just automatically is like, oh, Move in with me. Doesn't even doesn't even let him say what the favor is. She just is like, stay with me. The desperation is kind of sad. Yeah. But you understand it. And it actually wasn't clear to me from that scene that they were dating. But then like later, she's like, we're dating. And I was like, oh. I don't think he knows that. Okay. Okay, good. Because that didn't seem to be the case to me either. But when she told people that he was her boyfriend i was like wait what i thought he was just somebody she knew from yoga mm-hmm. and then i have to mention later on she and denise richards get into this sort of snark fest about the men dorothy says something about like you'll let somebody you've known for like a day or something like in your pants right. i'm just letting this yes. guy into my house yes so i, I mean yeah i guess but his to p- not pick up on his, what am I trying to say? Well, I mean, he's sketchy. Yeah. And to not pick up on that vibe is, you know, I mean, Dorothy is just so glad to have somebody paying attention to her, I think. But, I mean, the reason that I bring this up at, at all, I mean, what would you do in this? Like, if you had to choose either fuck a stranger or let a stranger move in with you, which seems more dangerous? 
given Dorothy's home and living situation. Well, what about given your own home? Oh, my own home? Yeah. I feel like it could be both. Only because, <laughs> no, because honestly, A, depends on where you fuck the, right? Like, sure. So if you fuck them in your home, still not really safe. But then letting them stay in your home, not really safe. So initially, it's weird to compare the two because you don't know like the details of that. Okay. You're debating this a lot more than I did. I think it's way more dangerous to let a complete stranger live in my house yes, with me. Yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I think there's no contest there. You can fuck a stranger no, I know. I in know an that. alley behind the bar and then be no, done No, I get it. that. But I feel like <laughs> if the person is a stalker enough. Yeah, but I think that in the, especially in this case of Campbell, like if you met Campbell in a bar and he seemed like he was DTF. And you just bang him in the bathroom, send him on his way. Is he kind of creepy? Does he have a weird vibe? Sure. But then you probably will never see him again. But then he shows up to your house. But how would he know where you live? True. (laughs) Unless you allow him. So they had to have hung out prior. Yeah, actually, how does he know where she lives? They've only known each other through yoga. Ding, ding, ding. There were a lot of sketchy men in this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So the other thing that happens around this time is who's in the shower? Kate. Kate. Kate's in the shower. Now, I thought that she turned the water off, but the water just cut off. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's looking for a way to rinse her hair, and she chooses the toilet. That's all she has. Listen. Water. Listen. No. First <gasps> of all, no. Second of all, if you have to, take it from the tank, not from the bowl. Unless you literally just cleaned and scrubbed that toilet bowl, that's dirty water. You can wash it in the clean water of the toilet tank if you really, really need to. But no, you don't dunk your head in the toilet bowl. No, don't accept. She also could have gone to Gary. I would not have done that. I would would have gone to work with crap in my hair. Actually, do any of these bitches have jobs? We don't see them do anything. We don't. Nothing. The only one who had a job was Shelly and she died. So I guess that's a statement there. I think... Women should stay in the home. (laughs) (laughs) I think Kate is a reporter or like a journalist of some sort. Because she said she worked on the paper with... Yeah. (laughs) But like in junior high? (laughs) No, 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 no. She worked on the paper with Adam. Oh. David Boreanaz. Oh, is that what she said? Yeah, that's probably, how she met him. She's probably scribbling my notes at that point. Oh, okay. So I think she's like she's a rep- some type of a writer, reporter, sure. journalist person. Lily, I don't know what she does, but she was supposed to go to LA. I think that was work-related. Paige, no fucking clue. And Dorothy, no clue. Yeah, I don't think But I- Dorothy's also a trust fund baby, so I don't know what she does. I'm a trust fund baby. You can trust me. Hamilton. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, none of these bitches have jobs. So they get, so at, like the shower incident was weird because like nothing happened. Her water turned off and w- that wasn't related to to the killer. No, but the iron was on. Yes. And then his mask was in the elevator. Which I don't understand how it wasn't crushed because it was plastic. Yeah. Like from Party City. Right. So, uh, yeah. So like none of that really, was it just like a spook factor? Mm-hmm. But- Again, I really don't know why she was being taunted. I think it was a matter of creepy Gary was the apartment right across from the elevator. 
So he was trying to lead her to mm-hmm. think that it was Gary. That that's with my her? that's my take on that. Why did Gary have to die? He was a pervert. Okay, yes, but he he, he had nothing to do he with. He broke anything. into her apartment and was wearing her underwear. He just stole it. Did he wear it? He was putting it on. Oh wait, he was in her. This was very confusing to me. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on in the scene. I thought this was his apartment. Yeah. No, it was oh. hers. And he was trying on all of her oh. lingerie type pieces. Okay. All right. Never mind. And then he says to him, I'm not well, man. Back off. Oh, see, I did. I wrote that down because I was like, why did he say that just out of nowhere? <laughs> yeah, like I'm mentally ill. Just oh. let me do this. Yeah. Okay. I did not follow that at all mm-hmm. so okay that makes a lot more sense to me. i'm so glad you're here <laughs> so <laughs> why thank you Hello. so they get the chocolates with the maggots in them that was disgusting how do they get the maggots in there like how did he get the maggots in those chocolates he probably knows a guy a maggot guy he I has a maggot listen. guy listen there's a guy for everything Ugh, I don't want to know the maggot guy, though. That's I don't want to be, know the maggot guy either. That's got to be the creepiest motherfucker. You know, is there a worse guy to have than a maggot guy? He probably owns reptiles. That's why he has. Oh, he probably does own reptiles or has a lot of dead bodies. So he just, like, picks them off the dead bodies. That's way more work. Is it? Do I just have a corpse around? Well, you have to care for reptiles. They need all sorts of stuff. The little sun lamps and... Right, but they need these Crickets like shit. living fucking bugs. So uh, I mean, that's readily oh, well, available. I mean, why then? Why bother caring for lizards? Can't you just buy the maggots at the lizard store, <laughs> the lizard food store, <laughs> the conventions that I'm fucking? Into? I was just gonna say, Don knows all about this. You have no idea the reptilian side of Don's life. God, it was short lived, but I did learn a lot. Um, a quick burst of reptiles. <laughs> <laughs> God help me. But no, I think it could have been a reptile owner or breeder that could have given him these bugs. I <laughs> Can you imagine that conversation? Like, hey, I need some maggots for a special project. I don't I'm working think on. it's that difficult to find. And I, I honestly think that this could have been the conversation. I'm imagining a drug deal-esque situation where right. he goes up to a guy, like slaps him some money, and then he just hands him like a Ziploc bag. Full like of he ha- like he goes to a, con- a, a reptile convention, mm-hmm. right? And he goes up to the booth that uh, that sells like the maggots. crickets and the bugs and all of that shit, and he's like, "Listen, bro, I need." But then the guy doesn't ask any questions. He doesn't have to. Yeah, why would you? You, you just, just come right out. Your You're lizard. like, hey, I need, I don't know. I need a dozen maggots. For I need a half chocolates. a pound of maggots. <laughs> I need a half but how he maggots. gets them in the chocolate, that I don't know. Yeah. That's... Acquiring is different from actually putting them in the chocolate. It's a lot of effort. He put a lot of effort into that particular stunt. So I don't know who did that for him. I don't think he did that because I don't think you can like. He's got a chocolate guy too. <laughs> You need a maggot guy and a Listen, chocolate guy. Listen, can you um substitute Look, the caramel for these I'm maggots? I'm taking out my lizard for Valentine's Day, and I want to give him a special treat. And if you could just put these maggots in these chocolates, that would be ideal. Just replace the nougat. Thank you. <laughs> nougat with maggot. <laughs> can I say, though, her reaction seemed very genuine? How she, like, did that whole, like, Yeah, do you think it was legit? Did they have real maggots in the chocolate? That I don't know. I think a lot of the reactions to a lot of things in this movie were pretty genuine. 
I mean, it's possible that they like didn't tell them. They were just like, something weird's going to be with the chocolate. So just take a bite and then react. Oh, here. The maggots in the candy scene with Lily Voigt was inspired by a childhood incident involving Don Coscarelli when he saw his father eating a candy bar in the dark and all of a sudden he started spitting out. It was like loaded with ants. Ew. That doesn't help me and tell me how the maggots got in the chocolate, but I guess that was the inspiration. So the next part, I guess, is the art show from hell. I have to say. This creeped me out more than the entire movie. <laughs> like I, whenever this scene comes up, I'm so creeped out. I hate it. Although I love Max. I love why Max. do you love Max? I just love him. But why? He is a tool. In the movie. Oh, okay. Like as a human. Oh, as a human. I love him. Okay. Because you're calling him Max, which is his character's name. Right. So I'll, I'll tell you that's his real name. That's orienting to me because he was just a Again, like I follow him on social media and he's responded to me. Johnny Whitworth. He was in Empire Records. Okay. Well, he's kind of a tool in this movie. Yeah. He makes this whole exhibition about dating, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, for whatever reason, the women have to go into one section and the men have to go into another section. And the women's section is literal hell. It's like... Right. I kind of wish we saw the men's section. It was probably just boobs everywhere. Boobs. But there were boobs in the women's section, too. There were. But I bet there were more boobs in the There were, section. like, horrible dental work saying, love me. Yeah. Well, several like, times. really creepy. Just And what was the other one? I was like, what do you like to do or mm-hmm. something? It's just, what do you like to do? Super. And I said that was like the worst, that's the worst question to be asked ever. Like, I mean, it's better probably in person, but when you're on dating apps, it's like, no, that's the worst fucking like, try to get to know you question. Uh -uh. Do you really want to know what people do in their free time? Absolutely not. You're just trying to get in their pants. (laughs) That's a very um, cynical take on the talking phase. <laughs> it's fucking true. And it drives me insane. And that's why I'm still single. I'll take a murder at this point. The- he seems way more. No, l- honestly, he seems way more involved. But anyway. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, this guy, Max, is involved with Lily. And he, <laughs> despite this, he is very clearly hitting on Kate when they come to the art show. And then when... He and Lily kind of disappear off to to make out. In the maze of the art show. So right. how nobody saw them, I have no idea. Within the art show. Then his, like, agent, or I don't know who this woman is. Amy. But she, she was talking to him before about, like, oh, we got to get the show started or something. So I, I right. got the impression that she either worked for the gallery or worked for him or something. But she's watching them make out, and she's, like, unbuttoning her shirt very And I love Lily's responses. She was so on point with everything. And he's like, oh, don't worry. And she goes, who the f- – who is yeah, that? who is this? He's like, oh, I invited her. And she's like, what the hell are you talking right. about? And, he, and she's like, who is that? And he's like, Amy. And she goes, who is Amy? Yeah. Like, it was just – it was so and funny. And his response was so fucking weird because he was like, well, you know, this isn't junior high. And it's like, what do you mean? So after junior high, every relationship you're Has in – Has to be a threesome? Exactly. Like, that's just the given state of affairs once you graduate from junior In high. public, no less? Right. In public. So, Lily gets skewered by some A bow arrows. and arrow. Yeah, this was very poetic. I have to say, I did appreciate that there were different methods of murder for each person. Yes. You know, it wasn't like an axe murderer. It wasn't like 
he had a favorite weapon or method of execution. Speaking of, though, we have to talk about the cards. Yes, the cards. I have them all memorized pretty much. I ha- I would have to seed them to start it off, but they're sinister, but they're artistic. Oh, yeah. They're very intricate. So did he make them himself or does he have a card guy? <laughs> I don't know. He has a maggot guy. He's a maggot guy. He's a chocolate guy. He has a card guy. I, he has to have a card guy. There's no way he sat at home crafting that. No, he works for a paper. He has somebody. It took me like two hours him. to make yours. So like, there's no way he's sitting around <laughs> making these intricate valentines for multiple people. Roses are red. Violets are blue. They're going to need dental records to identify you. Honestly, all the true crime I watched, that's kind of sexy. Right? <laughs> a little bit. And then what was the other one? Oh, my God. Shelly's was really good. Shelly's was good. That was the first one. That was the first one. All right. Hold on. Oh, the journey of love is an arduous trek. My love grows for you as you bleed from your neck. And that was a nice, like, the card itself was like a pull down mm-hmm. and it like cut her neck. Right. They're and very he, intricate cut cards. So, uh, but it doesn't always fit with how he murders them. I think that would have been a more interesting thing. Well, he cut her neck. Yeah, but that, yeah, so that one fits, but the other ones don't really necessarily. What was the one Lily got? We only saw three cards total. Yeah, there weren't enough. So I had the, the I had Dorothy's card right. memorized. So, but the dental records one, you know, like, she wasn't unrecognizable. Right, she wasn't unrecognizable. Did Paige get a card? No. No. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, he could have done that. I, like, I don't know why he did them for some and not for others. And then, of course, we also have the one that he sent as a condolence card for Shelly's funeral. And it just said, too bad, so sad, which is probably oh, that was my great. most favorite thing ever. So, so they're starting to realize that something's wrong. Dorothy is the one that seems to really have a guilty conscience here. Yeah, well, now she admits that she was never forced, you know, forced into making out with Jeremy, Jeremy. in middle school. And so she feels like she's she could be responsible for everything that's going on, which, again, compelling reason for <laughs> for such a thing. Right. And we just don't really get a lot of resolution on it, but fine. Also, can we talk about the detective i'm i'm that's my next thing to talk about because this is the least looking cop i've ever seen he it looks so informal he's wearing jeans and he's just kind of like you would never know he at first i didn't well he's not like a cop cop he's a detective it doesn't matter like have you ever seen a detective look like this in movies really i didn't realize he was a detective until they were in the police station i thought he was like somebody's father who was coming around asking well first of all he came around to them at shelly's funeral and he was in a suit yeah okay yeah but then but then like when they were going through the card box i probably missed the intro to it and so that's why i'm like confused by it but I literally thought that he was, like, related to Shelly, like, Shelly's father or something. And he was, like, asking them what they knew about it, everything that was going on. No, he introduces himself. Like, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I was writing my notes very diligently. I don't know. I just never got a very um, professional vibe from him. And I don't know if it was the jeans or if it was the sexual harassment. <laughs> but it was all just not very good. But I don't know why Paige was also hitting on him and then 
acting like he was overstepping And we discussed this because it bothered me. I don't like the double standard here. Yes, was he creepy about his approach to her? Absolutely. But any time they spoke, she had this way about her where she was flirting with him. She was she definitely flirting with him. She was with flirting him. with him. So the fact that he he felt led on, absolutely, makes sense. And then she acts like, <laughs> like, no, get your hand off my thigh. Like, Do you know what it reminds me of? What? The mom in Wedding Crashers. When yes. She, when she makes Owen Wilson. Pervert. Yes. <laughs> touch her boobs and then accuses him of being a pervert. That's what it reminds me of. It really brought up the double standard mm-hmm. without making it the main focal point. So I was just kind of like. Do you think the movie was intentionally trying to make that statement? No, but I saw it like <laughs> I saw it like that because it just it really did bother me. Yeah, and and she does this again later with the guy at the party with that Brian. she had met at Turbo Dating, and you know he was like a bit more of a dick about it because he was a little bit. I think I felt like he was a bit more aggressive. Yes. about it, but at the same time, why did she even go upstairs with him? If she knew he was, you're yeah, right. Like if she, she was like making she him un- knew, like she right. knew what he wanted, right? And if he was making her uncomfortable, why did she follow through? Right. Yeah. I, I just I don't think she could play dumb on that and say she didn't know that that's what he wanted to do. Right. And then and then when he said, you know, wax it, which was by the way disgusting, disgusting. She took it literal. She. I mean, I loved this. I love this turn of events where. She then ties him up and makes it seem like, oh, she's going to get really fucking kinky with him. And then waxes it with a candle. And I loved that, actually. Yeah, that must have really, really hurt. (laughs) It seems like she enjoys the process Mm -hmm. of leading the men on and then ripping it away. And while, again, that doesn't entitle men to anything, it's also not very nice. It's not. So so we have a fault on both sides. Also, I'm super attracted to Detective Dawn. Ew! Dawn, why? Is it the is it the male pattern baldness? Is it the dad bod? Like, what is happening for you here? I don't know. I'm just very attracted to him. Ugh. And I have been for 21 years. It didn't gross you out that he was hitting on Paige? No, again, we went into this whole thing. She asked for it. Yeah, but he allowed himself to be seduced. So there's, I don't, he's not totally guiltless here. Okay, this is also a very fake scenario. So I just <laughs> want to say a lot of time the actual it. actor, like not the character I'm attracted to. Okay, well, I will respectfully disagree. There was nothing working for me there. Okay. <laughs> Literally not a thing. So... There's a lot of suspicion being thrown around at this point because they've kind of pinpointed that all of these murders are probably tied back to Jeremy from middle school. But they're now talking about all the men in their lives that they haven't known for very long, but could potentially be him all grown up. And I mean, we find out that Dorothy only knew Campbell for like a month. And he while he does seem like a gigantic douchebag for lots of reasons he also doesn't really seem murdery no he's just after and money he kind of disappears for like the second half of the movie like after that point oh well he dies right he gets axed he does so that's why he's 
gone. Yeah. Okay. He's murdered. <laughs> right. Okay. Sorry. Fair. <laughs> Fair. My but bad. But no, in general, though, he does just disappear. Like, he's just not and a nobody focal cares. point. Yeah, yeah. Like, nobody discovers his body. Nobody. I mean, Dorothy's upset that he doesn't come to her party, although he is dead. But nobody goes looking for him. Nobody's like, oh, no, Campbell's dead. The only person that sees him is that bitchy ex. Oh, right. What's her name? They said it. I think it's Ruthie. Ruthie, Ruthie. yes. Yeah. So, and I said this to you at the time because you were like, oh, I hate her. But, and yes, she does come off very aggressive towards Dorothy, but I just, I don't, and I don't understand that aggression because Mm -hmm. it sounds like Campbell really fucked her over. He, she fronted some money to him to invest in a project he was Believe working on. Believe me, dry.com. Yes. And so she was pissed because she obviously realized like she was not getting her money back and he was stealing from her because he gave her, he gave Dorothy the necklace that was apparently hers. So like you would think that she would look at Dorothy and be like, I got to warn you about this guy. Mm-hmm. He's a big fat But liar. she used it more as a threat and then like got defensive about it right yeah she came at her with a lot of aggression and and i just i don't understand why that is because again you would think a she would not want campbell back and so there would be no right i I agree i feel like give more of a warning right and then b that she would want to stop somebody else from making the same mistake and even when she says she's like he's only interested in your trust fund and but it was it was so catty and it's like why don't you just say it nicely right like don't attack <laughs> her she clearly doesn't know right like you made the same mistake so why don't you help her not make the same mistake so i i don't understand why they wrote her character that way like I, like i don't know why they needed that drama there yeah and then the poor girl gets fucking throated by a she piece did of glass the best job though i think of trying to get out of the get out of being killed i don't know she put up a good fight she put up a good fight but we both said like why are you looking around just run just just go straight away everybody there's an open door just don't look around you just fucking run out the door yeah everybody in this movie was making the classic mistakes slow-mo slow moving running up the stairs instead of out the door you know all the stuff that i would well in kate's defense she was looking for dorothy she was looking for dorothy and i think the only way out was up the stairs in that respect i think that was like the basement area oh was it i thought it was like a foyer no that was down downstairs Uh, i mean this house was confusing it was it was a huge fucking complex Again, like I said, the driveway was a bridge. I, I don't I don't get that whole thing, but Yeah. So lots of people are dead by now. We're running out of suspects because everybody's dying. Paige gets got in the jacuzzi. In the jacuzzi. And the the best part of this is that prior we discussed jacuzzi. Jacuzzis. Yeah, we were discussing hot tubs. <laughs> but like not even in reference to the it was before we yeah, even and put I the movie think- on. I actually think Don forgot that there was a jacuzzi in the movie, or at least like hadn't been actively. No, I I I didn't forget there was a jacuzzi in the movie, but I also wasn't like discussing a jacuzzi because of the movie. So I just want to say jacuzzi one more time. I really love jacuzzi. Jacuzzi is (laughs) jacuzzi. I feel like jacuzzi is a plural and a singular, kind of like sheep or shrimp. Yes, (laughs) we're gonna drop that word one more time this week. I Hashtag even, bachelor. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hashtag I, shrimp gate. 
that's not even where I was going with that. Oh. I totally forgot about that. Oh my god, really? I just know that shrimp is both plural and singular. <laughs> yes, and if you want to know more about shrimp, ask Shanae. Shanae. Oh, fucking bitch. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but yes, jacuzzi. She dies in the jacuzzi, and it's really frustrating because it's a clear cover, right? And it's also in what looks like a... Arboretum. Thank you. And yeah, he covers the fucking jacuzzi. And what I used, to, I had told you, normal jacuzzis are <laughs> covered with like that big brown leather top. And this was like totally clear. And then he starts, he takes a drill bit and he starts drilling in. And I'm like, and I'll say this since the beginning, because I think the first time I watched it, I was like, oh my God, air holes. And <laughs> no, he's trying to fucking get her with the fucking drill bit. He ends up snagging her, but then that wouldn't be enough for her to bleed out. So he then lifts the fucking cover, throws the drill bit in, and she gets electrocuted, which I think is probably one of the better deaths in this movie. It was the, yeah, it was definitely the most creative. Yeah. I, although I'll give, I'll give creativity points to the archery death. I think that's not a common method we normally see. Uh, the only thing about this jacuzzi death was it just, I couldn't understand at first why he was trying to kill her with a drill. I was like, why? Like, why are you bothering? This is taking forever. It was almost like shooting fish in a barrel because she's right, right there. Right, but so. at the same time, it's such a confined space. Like, you have to nick her at some point. Yeah, I. but, and I guess if the goal was to torture her, then that would be a particularly grim way to do it, but... Uh, you know, I I think it was much more efficient when he finally just tossed the the drill in there. And it still doesn't steer me away her. from jacuzzis. No, a jacuzzi is great. So at this point, I think oh, the power went out because of the drill. Right, bit. yeah, it was blackout, and then also Adam has been well. Oh yeah, so yeah, drinking heavily. Yeah, Adam has fallen off the wagon. Shockingly. And again, this gave me Angel vibes because he was kind of behaving more like Angelus than Angel. Anybody who knows, knows. But this was the point at which Kate tries to defend him and says, well, he's no angel, but, you know, he's not a murderer. You flipped out. I died. I was like, was that intentional? Did did they include this specifically because he is an angel at the same time concurrently? And I like to think that they did because it was a very enjoyable moment for me. Right, and it was definitely the same time, 2001? Yes, yeah, it was overlapping. So, um, so yeah, I enjoyed that. And then Kate goes looking for him, right? Oh, she calls, she tries to call Detective Vaughn and follows the sound of his ringtone, which it takes forever for his voicemail to take over. Right, so way. it just literally rings until she finds the fucking phone. Right, which is in a creek for, you know, some reason. Or a <laughs> pond. I think it's the pond. Oh, it seemed like a running stream. Yeah, that happens. I mean, either when way, either way, um, his head also pops up, his decapitated well, head. Well, the reason she finds the head is because the IOU she wrote Adam prior, she sees in the water. That's and then why. she picks it up and then the head pops. Wait, up. so was it attached to the head? <laughs> I don't I don't think the two were connected. <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> I, I think they were both in the same place, but it's not why she found the head. 
But okay, if she would she have seen the head if she didn't pick up the IOU? Well, I think she wouldn't have found the head without the cell phone. I think the cell phone is what led her to that general area. Yeah, but then she saw the IOU and picked it up, and then that's when the head popped up. If she didn't pick up the IOU, would the head have popped up? I think so. (laughs) I don't think the IOU was taking up a lot of space where the head needed to... uh, Anyway, it doesn't really matter. It was an attention grabber. If she didn't (laughs) grab it, the head wouldn't have popped up. Yeah, okay. So we can indeed agree to disagree there. But yeah, so there's obviously something going on with Adam because why would his IOU be floating around with a dead detective's head? So she goes back inside and he's there. I mean, everybody's They're gone. They're the only two people Everyone's gone. And so it's very creepy. There's very creepy music playing. And they're talking and she's getting more and more suspicious and convinced that he's got something to do with this. And she needs him in the nards and runs upstairs because she's freaked out and he follows her. Can I ask you a question, though? Would you feel afraid of him at this point? Absolutely. For sure. Because not only has he been drinking and like if there's a history there, perhaps there's a reason to be concerned about violence or at least like. But he's the only person around behavior. That makes it worse, doesn't it? I don't know. <laughs> if he's the only one around and he I'm also me. a very... Clearly, if you haven't listened to prior podcasts, I am a strange human being. And the things I find comforting or decent isn't really by normal social standards. But if you're my boyfriend and I'm used to your drinking or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you're still my boyfriend. They were estranged. Like, they were estranged. Okay. But like, it's still somebody I know well, technically, right? I don't. And I'm terrified. I'm going to go to the only person I know. Yeah, but she just saw, as you said, the IOU with the detective's head, decapitated head. Fair enough. Doesn't that... Fine, fine, fine. It it, it at the very least should make you cautious. And then the way that he was behaving with her was so weird and like... It was Off-putting. And then the fact that he was like chasing after her and... But I'm also thinking adrenaline fucks up everything. So your thought process is not going to really follow its fight or flight at that point. Right. Well, I think that I would flight (laughs) you know like i I think that if this is all a misunderstanding and something we need to work out later i'm just gonna want to fly on out of there and then we can work this out in in the daytime around other people where we can get our stories straight but like at this time in an abandoned mansion where lots of people have been like turning up dead i'm probably gonna want to take some space from that and my alcoholic boyfriend excuse me it's fucking empty. I still can't get over the fact that this place cleared out as fast there were, there as There were at did. least like 150 people there prior. Uh, Dorothy doesn't know like a good three quarters of these people. Mm-hmm. Fine. But like you had even said you're at a part like you would still try to like there's you hang still. out. Yeah, you yeah. hang out. You figure out a way to still have fun. And these people just disappeared. And it was just like too quick. Yeah, it was eerie and it was quiet. I mean, regardless of how it happened, it happened that way. And it just makes it even spookier that it's just the two of them left in this house that's like totally dark. And then at this point, somebody wearing the mask comes out and Adam shoots this person like multiple times. Like, you got him. You got it. Like, yeah, (laughs) it was like like, five or six shots. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, five. It was a lot. So that person is dead. 
And now <laughs> that for, person is dead. So for whatever reason, this comforts Kate into thinking that, oh, well, Adam must be innocent. In which at which point I was like, when's the blood going to drip out of his nose? Because I like obviously this is still the right person. They pull that mask off and it's Dorothy. And how the fuck? Can you explain this to me? What? Like what? Oh, you didn't understand that part? <laughs> okay, well, I must be an idiot. Please. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it like that. <laughs> Please but help me. But he clearly killed her prior, dressed her up in the fucking costume, threw her at Kate so they would both tumble down the stairs. Wow. Okay, I guess maybe I need to watch that scene again because in my mind, she was a free-moving no. person. There was no way. Unless he, like, either stabbed her immediately for her to then but that's what had happened he he had to have killed her prior dressed her up in the costume and then readily had her i mean it was dark yeah so she was the way kate was facing kate was back to the stairs facing the other like facing him facing dorothy then he in the dark literally pushed them both down the stairs hmm Okay. I think I would have to see that again because, like, in my memory, it's not. That's the only way That's the only <laughs> way I can logically explain it because he had to have dressed her up. Right. Like, she wouldn't have done that willingly. Like, if she had been alive, she would not have put on that outfit and, right. like, terrorized Kate because he told her to. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe she would have with the as, her head. I even thought about it, too. Like, as they were falling down the stairs... I noticed Dorothy way more limp. Like she was pushed and it was just the effect of rolling down the stairs. Whereas Kate was alive. So she was, there was more action there. I thought that that Dorothy was standing when, uh, what's this, when Adam shot her though. Because I thought that Kate felt really threatened. Like something was about to happen. No, no, no. They were both laying at the bottom of the stairs. And he starts coming down the stairs and just starts shooting at Dorothy. All right. I, then yeah, then it must be warped in my memory because I I thought that Dorothy was an active human at the time <laughs> and was presenting a threat that he then neutralized and won over Kate to be like I am definitely the good guy. Well, that did happen, and then um you know they're talking again in this house of being alone in like. Get out of the house. Why are you still in the fucking house? I know. Like, do you have any idea how many dead bodies are in there? I mean, I guess they don't, but... He knows. <laughs> That's true, but he doesn't care. He, right. He he put those dead bodies there. <laughs> but of course, you sit there and he's talking to her and her head's against his chest and you see the blood drip onto her face. Right, and which we know is, is something that Jeremy did back in the day in middle school. Nosebleeds are a thing. Yeah. I used to get nosebleeds a lot as a kid. I didn't murder anybody. I never did. Right. Lisa's not a murderer, I promise. That sounds like something a co-conspirator would say for sure. (laughs) Well, if anybody's going to co-conspirate with you, (laughs) co-conspire, whatever. I think we have a lot of the same enemies at this point. Oh, Lord. (laughs) But um, yeah, so that's the end of the movie. And I'll always love this movie. Like, I can't even say that I hate it. I just, I think because I watched it so much and no matter how much I analyze it, there's just something about it I love so I don't much. think this is a bad movie. It's really not a bad movie. I I'm just actually think- kind of surprised at how cohesive it was. There, I have my issues with it and there are holes in places that I don't love. But it wasn't like 
some of the other movies we've covered where it ended and I was like, what the fuck just happened? Right. It wasn't Midnight in the Switch. <laughs> no. Or Deadly Illusions. Yeah. Like, I, where you just don't know what's going on. The only thing I will say about it is I do, I, I guess it didn't occur to me that Jeremy was going to have a glow up and be somebody a lot more Talk attractive. Talk about plastic surgery, yeah, right? Because I guess we knew from the beginning that Jeremy was the one killing these mm-hmm. people. So there was really no question of who was doing it, but it was like... Right, we knew who? it was Jeremy, but who was it who in is present Jeremy? day? Right. Yeah. So, and I guess I, 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 in my head, I assume that people would recognize him, especially if they had lived in the same town their whole lives. That right, so that was the big deal. Like at the end, like you knew whoever's nose was going to bleed was Jeremy. So to know it was him at the end, yeah. And you even said like once it got to the end, you're like nose just bleed, like just have his (laughs) nose bleed. But I remember watching it in 2001 and being like, oh, like, you know, like you're 15 years old and you're like, holy shit, like 14, 15. And you're like, oh, my God, this is crazy. He was Jeremy, you know? Well, the thing is, I, I don't remember ever seeing anything about this movie. I've never heard of it until you even mentioned it. I'm trying to think of how we heard of it. I think just being David Boreanaz fans... Yeah, which is which is fair. But yeah, I, I almost feel like this movie should have gotten more attention because around this time, you know, I mean, Scream had come out a few years before this. Right. But, you know, it's in that similar. Right. I think the second, the second one at least came out by now. Yeah. Because the initial came out in 96. And I think the second one came out in 99. So and this was 2001. So um. the third the third Scream was around this time, probably. But still, it was uh, the fact that it's Valentine and it's based on Valentine's Day and it's not technically a Halloween-esque movie. I think that's why it didn't get as much. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I just, you know, it's not a bad movie. It's and not it's, a bad movie. It's kind of the classic teen slasher film that you would expect of that era. And maybe it just didn't stand out in any particular way and that's why it didn't get any traction. But as far as bad movies go, not a bad movie. I'm glad you think that. <laughs> I was really, no, I was really, really curious of how you were going to feel about this. No, we've done worse. We've done much worse. We've done worse. You've jumped at worse. That's true. I only have one jump. It was the, it was one. a jump scare very early. It was in the morgue, or not the morgue, but the lab at the yes. school um, when that ran. And I literally said to you, up. do not worry. Oh, because you were like, so much for an introduction. And I go. Yeah, they didn't even bother to tell you that guy's name. I'm like, you don't have to worry. He's never going <laughs> to come back. Never comes back. But that was the only time I jumped, so it was not a scary movie by my standards. Right. But it was still very entertaining. Yes. And it was a good way to kick off our Valentine's movie month. Yes. Because now that we've done this one, we have two a, more coming yes, up. Two more movies. Next time is going to be Killer Sofa. Finally. Which has been a long time coming and we're very excited about it. And then after that, we covered the Netflix masterpiece. Masterpiece. I, yeah. I was like, <laughs> extravaganza. Oh, sextravaganza. Sextravaganza. Ooh, I want to start that hashtag. Oh, 365 days. And that was a long time coming. Because yes, I scouted that done very that a early. long time ago, but um, that's gonna be a fun one, guys. Yeah. And again, this is our little Valentine's Day threesome. Oh, right? a menage a trois, a menage a trois of movies based on 
romance. Yes, or you know, some version of it. Right. <laughs> some version of romance. If we had to if we had to break it down, there's some love involved. Yeah, you're not gonna see the notebook, you're not gonna see Titanic, you're not Yes, I love see, you. Yeah. We're not doing this shit. We're not doing that. We don't subscribe to eternal love. <laughs> But I would say if anybody has a suggestion for like a St. Patrick's themed movie. Something Irish, maybe yeah. featuring an Irish person or setting. Setting, right. Something like that. We're, we're out of ideas for St. Patrick's Any Day. Any brogues involved? I, 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 we appreciate those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we want to we wanna keep it themed with uh, the time of year. So if you know so anything, possible. you could tweet us at I hate H8 it. Let's watch. Or on Instagram, I hate H hate it. Let's watch it. We have a website too. Yes. I believe. All, everything is, is linked in our show notes. So Yes. Everything's linked in the show notes and the bios of both Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. If all else fails, you could probably just Google us and you'll you'll probably find us. I think we're pretty much first choice. We are on a searchable. Search. We yes. are very searchable. I made sure we <laughs> <laughs> want stalkers. So yeah, go I mean for fans, it. right? I also want to give a quick shout out. Hopefully, she's listening to Super Marcy on Twitter. She is our first amazing fan that has reviewed us and gave us a great review. No, she's fantastic, and hopefully, one day we will collaborate with her. So again, Twitter at Super Marcy. And give her a follow. Thanks for listening, Marcy. And I guess until next time, I don't have an ending. Um, how about a poem? Roses are red. Violets, Violets are, are blue. blue. If you like our podcast, leave us a review. <laughs> <laughs>